Welcome into the inaugural episode of the Dead Arm Sports NBA show featuring uh, our our newcomer, Mr. Big Crit, the uh, the Hooper himself. Yes, sir. Rocking yes, sir. Yes, sir. Big, big plaid over there for you YouTube <laughs> viewers. Uh, Got to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, we are right now. We are live on YouTube live on a Monday. So uh, make sure to if, if you uh if you are not currently subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure to do so. Uh, just search Dead Arm Sports in that search bar. Our channel should be the first thing that pops up at the top of your uh, of your search bar. And uh, yeah, hit that subscribe button. Hit that alert button as well so that you do get notifications when we do go live. Always looking for listener feedback. Um, you know, any sort of conversation that you may be looking to have uh or or any topics you want us to bring up any questions that you have and and we can uh, address those live on the show uh you can also find us on instagram and twitter at dead arm sports also on our facebook page just search dead arm sports you'll find all of our links there to all of our content youtube uh, apple podcast spotify iheart radio google podcast all that goody all that good all that good good is uh available <laughs> for your uh you know for your convenience if you are viewing again on YouTube, you can see that the uh, the fire is lit behind Ooh. me. So raging, we are raging, <laughs> raging bull. <laughs> so we are ready to go. But speaking of lit, uh, crit, mm. let me turn it over to you. You sipping on anything on this uh, this fine Monday? Uh, this fine Monday night. Yeah, it's Monday evening. I got a little uh, session pale ale. By Enlightened Brewing here in Milwaukee. Forest Friend, is that what I saw? Forest Friend, yep. How is it? Never never even heard of it. It's good. You know, it's got like a little piney kind of finish to it, so I like it. First first timer on it, or is this something you've had you've had a few times before? Uh, you, know, I, you know, I got a sixer the other day. This is probably like the third one I've had, so it's it's growing on me. What was the brewery? Enlight- Enlightened? Enlightened. Never heard, Enlightened. even heard of them. Is that Milwaukee? It's in like the Bayview, Bayview area. So that's pretty close to your spot. Then is that yeah. is that a new is that a new brewery? I don't know. I I mean I've been out of Milwaukee now for shoot six years, seven seven years now, I guess. Yeah, because I yeah, moved in August probably, of uh, fifteen. So yeah, at seven least years. Six years. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about how new they are, but I've kind of been seeing them around stores more and more, and. I don't know. Forest friend, I guess that kind of makes sense, given that it's an IPA, the the old pine action, right on. Right, Right. it does have yeah some floral notes, so it's good. Uh, Given that it's a Monday, I'm rocking a Miller for the old Miller Monday. So I like it. Nothing, uh, nothing extremely special here, but I do, uh, I do appreciate the white can. I know that there there was that time back uh, before I could drink. Uh, either mm. of us could drink when they had the light right. blue can, and I think the yep. white can looks a little cleaner, a little, little old school retro action. So I'm into that. Ooh, I do like that. It's been a while since I've thought of the blue can. I know. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're gonna be so yeah. NBA talk all this this entire episode. Obviously, dog days of summer. Where uh, you know NBA schedule has been released. Uh, the Christmas schedule is out, but uh, you know we're we're still in the midst of some trade talks that that are out there between uh, 
you know, Kevin Durant, Donovan Mitchell. It's extension season for other superstars, so really we're hitting it. We're going to hit the ground running here with LeBron, Donovan Mitchell, Kevin Durant, and uh, and uh, it should be should be a pretty good uh, some pretty good insight here. But let's kick it off, or, or I should say, uh, let's tip it off. Ooh, okay. With uh, okay. with a little LeBron James. Not sure if you've ever heard of him. Uh, he's a uh, he's an mm. L.A. Laker. Um, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I th- I think uh, is he good? Good player. You know. Okay. Let's let's okay. Let's go. Question of the day here. <laughs> okay. Where do you rank him? Over all like time. All, all time. I, I mean, mean, it's it's at this point, it's like a LeBron, MJ, Magic. Kareem type of a debate. Yeah. Where does he sit on your list there? I go to, I do. I mean, I don't know if that's the boring pick, but I put him at two. I mean, I know it's, that's putting him above a lot of guys like Kareem, you know, Bill Russell, magic and Kobe. Like there, I mean, there's just so many. Um, I just think like, especially if he gets the, the scoring title this year, which I believe he he's, is. He's attained, on, as is long attainable. as he's healthy, he's going to get there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if he gets that, I mean, unless you you're putting all the stock into into just rings or you know everybody kind of judges it a little differently. I think that greatness goes beyond just how many championships you've gotten. If you look at his just entire resume, I mean, where he sits on top lists with assists, points, um, steals, everything like he's he's really high up there on most of them. I think assists too. He's top ten, I believe. Uh he's he's. Should be somewhere up up there. there. Yeah, he's up there. Yeah, yeah. I don't have that in front of me, but I mean, it's just amazing. And like the level of consistency that I I believe I saw a stat the other day was like when he his second year in the league, he was scoring like twenty seven points per game, and he was what twenty nineteen years old. Yeah, it was. I think his second. Yeah, he came into the league at eighteen. Yeah, ridiculous. And now he's thirty six. And last year he almost won the scoring title. I mean, it's just amazing. Like longevity to me goes a, a long way. And I think there's never been a player in the NBA that's had as long of a stretch of dominance as LeBron. It's been amazing, too, to yeah. see what he's been able to do with his game. I mean, when he first came into the league, he was just kind of like, you know, this athletic high flyer yeah. type of player. Didn't have really much of a perimeter game. Didn't really, honestly, he he was he's always been a great passer, even in high school. I mean, yep. he... Yep. He averaged more points per game his junior year of high school than his senior year. And you know he could have, I mean, the way LeBron was in high school, he could have gone out and scored 50, 60 points a game if he wanted to. I mean, he was just that level of size and athleticism, absolute freak show. Right. But he had always made it a point to get his teammates as involved as possible. Mm -hmm. And that, so when he came into the league, that was, he pretty much had that same game. Athletic freak, uh, you know, high flyer, but also a great distributor. From there, he kind of gets a little bit bigger, turns more into that kind of, you know, driving freight train, has the ability to post up, kind of developed a little bit of kind of a a, a Dirk type of, you know, kind of what we're seeing out of Giannis, that kind of mid-range Dirk, uh, you know, kind of developing type of a shot and then later in his you know maybe his last year with the heat he really starts to develop a three-point shot and then now he's kind of trans you know and and really those heat years I think that was his athletic that was certainly his athletic prime 
uh, that some of those some of those uh, plays with him and D Wade. I know there's one in particular. There's this still frame of Wade throwing up the alley oop to yeah. <clears throat> to LeBron in this sweet uh, the sweet still frame of yeah. you know LeBron up in the air catching and dunking the ball with one hand. That was actually at the Bradley Center in Milwaukee. I think I saw Jabari Parker was on the court. Oh. So okay. um, you know that's that was a while ago. But yeah, uh, I may be wrong on that. But it was a while. No, that's gotta. That can't be right. Either way, I don't know because that I was thinking of the one that he did over Jason Terry. I thought that's what maybe you were it was Jason Terry. That would that timeline makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, and I think he was on the Celtics at that. Oh, yeah. I the one I the one I'm thinking of was or definitely Dallas, against maybe? the Bucks. Uh, white okay. jerseys, green letter. I mean. If we're talking about LeBron and dunks, I mean, I don't. It could be a million a different things <laughs> yeah, we're looking at. <laughs> um, um, and I, w- one other thing with LeBron too, I mean, obviously his his offense is top notch, top top, they are top notch of all time, Mount Rushmore. But like his defense too, especially in those uh, Heat years, was pretty elite. I mean, he was just like he's so big, so strong. I don't believe he ever won Defensive Player of the Year. I think he's like, finished like top three once or twice, but I don't yeah, think he ever won on it. The heat. But um, I mean, I, I know he's he's been on. I don't have the number in front of me, but I know he's been on all defensive teams. Like he's just like a complete, complete player. I mean, and and look at that that uh, what year was it? Maybe 2015, 2016. He had that block on Iguodala. Oh my! That God. Uh, you know basically Nasty. saved the finals for him that mm-hmm. game seven, yeah. and then. Uh, and then that's what that's what allowed that Kyrie jump shot. So it would have been Game Six, I think. Ky, maybe it was Game yeah. Seven. Uh, Kyrie to to get that three to basically win the finals for him. That was a Game Seven then. So yeah, yeah. I mean, just all around player. Now transitioning into a primarily a perimeter player, three point shooter, distributor, yeah. and uh, still, but still has the athleticism to do some ridiculously nasty dunks. So yeah, longevity way he's been able to change his game uh throughout his you know throughout his career I can't I mean I think it's stupid the argument is stupid to say you know MJ went 6 for 6 in finals Yeah LeBron has only won uh <clears throat> he won his one with the Cavs one with the Lakers and two with the Heat so he's won four but he's also been to nine maybe 10 finals now so Yeah I don't know. If, I think it's I think it's ten now with with, with the, the one, one with the, with the Lakers. Lakers, yeah, the, the Mickey yeah. Mouse championship. But it was at Disney it was World. nine straight years, I believe. He yeah, went to the finals nine, yeah, nine yeah, that's right. Years, it was nine is, straight I mean, years, and then the little break, and then and then he got there yeah. with the Lakers. So yeah. just amazing like, what what he's been able to do. I think that title argument is kind of stupid. I mean, the guy's got four. If we want to yeah. make the if we want to make the title argument, okay, Bill Russell has eleven. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't yeah. know, but and like you look at. You look at some of those, not, you know, not that like MJ had the best teams of all time. I mean, he was he is such a great player, but he had, you know, he had Hall of Famers on his team. Like, look at some of those teams that LeBron had that he did deep playoff runs with. I mean, like J.R. Smith was like a third scorer. That's ridiculous. On some of those teams like that's like really bad. And like you had Tristan Thompson starting and like getting <laughs> heavy minutes. Like I don't. I'm sorry. Like 
I think early in, early in Cleveland when they were going on some big runs, like his second best Dude, player was, was like Big Z. It was like Zinjuris Ilgowskis, Booby Gibson, yeah, like like Mo Williams. I think Larry like Hughes might have been out there. Like it's it's ridiculous. Drew, like an like, old Drew Gooden. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I I mean I I still probably say MJ number one overall just because yeah. of how. I don't know. The game looks so easy for MJ. If you just look yep. at some of the highlights, like everything is so smooth and he could just, mm-hmm. he could just jump and rise over people with such ease. Yeah. So I, I give, I still say MJ is the more, I don't know. I still put him up as yeah. the goat right now, yep. but I mean, there's an easy argument to make with LeBron, but we'll have to see what he does for the rest of his career. Um, he just so he uh him and Darvin Ham uh new coach former Bucks assistant and you know his, Ham has come in there he's gone ham and really uh you know kind of created this new presence within the Lakers and the and the Laker locker room uh you know making it vocal that he's going to be demanding of all of his players there's going to be a massive focus on defense uh you know, if you don't want to play in the role that I assign you to, too bad. Then you're not. Then you're. Then you're not playing at all. So he's been. I and, and I love that he's been given that power to, uh, you know, to make the decisions. And really, Frank Vogel, unfortunately for him, didn't have that same autonomy, and that that created that created a ton of issues. I mean, we saw we saw how that worked out last year, where. Russell Westbrook still thinks that he's, you know, 27 year old Russell Westbrook and he's not, he's not the same player that he was. He doesn't play defense. He doesn't want to accept a role as the number, really the number three on that team. And that's, that really contributed to a lot of the Lakers struggles last year. So great to see that Darvin Ham is being able to give the, or he has the autonomy to come in and do what he wants and, and, and really, manage the team as he pleases right i mean it it has to be this way right like you can't just especially considering how much of a dumpster fire it was last year and and how it ended with vogel like you can't bring in a new coach and strap him up you know sign him up for that same treatment like it's just not going to work and darvin doesn't seem like that kind of coach he seems like he's he's obviously he is a player's coach but he just seems like he's kind of a hard ass for lack of a better word like he he's gonna be demanding of what you know what he wants he's gonna be a player's coach he's gonna be good to them but he's gonna be like he's gonna hold them to a higher standard and that's and uh, and he should and as you should as a head coach you should that's the thing is is a lot of great players want they want to be coached hard because that's the only i mean that's how you that's how you become a professional that's how you improve if it, I mean, we all know people that, uh, you know, high school athletes, especially that have had all the athletic gifts in the world and just didn't have this drive, the work ethic, the, the desire to be coach and ends and end up flaming out after their senior year. And, you know, never amount to, to the potential, the athletic potential that they had, but whether that's them not working at it, they're thinking, okay, I can dominate at the high school level. Then you get to college, and everybody in college is as good of good as you, as an athlete. Just about. I mean, there's obvious athletic freaks on every level, but you know the, the the, and that. But then you get to the professional level, and 
These are the top athletes in the entire world. And having that drive, having that desire to get better, having that work ethic is what makes what what takes you to the next level. And I, you know, so most good players do want to be coached hard. And that's what I like about this Darvin Ham, uh, this Darvin Ham approach and him being able to do what he wants, coach how he wants. And he did have so him and him, LeBron and uh the I don't know Rob Palinka I believe basketball oper- president of basketball operations for the Lakers had a sit down meeting and they're all on the same page that's exactly what they want out of Darvin Ham. Yep. Um. No, exactly. And and like it it shouldn't even be a question, but you know I I was reading that like they're allowing him to bench whoever he wants to bench like that that's even an option. Like the coach should be able to do that no matter what. And I think that was such a big problem last year for Vogel is that they, it was such a big headline that they trade for Russell Westbrook and the big three and then, you know, the return to LA. And it was just like towards the end, I think Vogel wanted to bench him for quite a while because he was pretty bad and and he just couldn't do it. And I think that's just, you can't have Darvin Ham come in there and, and, and give him that same treatment. And, uh, I mean, yeah. If Russ doesn't get with the program, man, I don't. I don't know. He might. I mean, he be shipped out or just phased out. He should. Man. I think he should already be out, regardless. But I he, think so too. I mean, his skill the set and LeBron's just don't match up necessarily. But we'll the, see. Uh, we'll see how that shakes out. But uh, shortly after that meeting, and I think the fact that everybody kind of got on the same page there, uh, LeBron ended up signing a two-year extension with the Lakers. Uh, he did have an out after this season if he wanted it. So he did sign a two-year extension with L.A. Uh, I believe there may be an opt-out after the 2023 season. Do you know if he's got a he's got a player option? So it's basically a, a one plus one. Okay, so which is what he I signed in Cleveland. His entire yeah. his at least yeah. his entire second tenure with the Cavs. And I think you know obviously there's been a ton of talk, and he said it himself that like I think he really wants to play with his son. I think this definitely comes down to like. If the Lakers have a, t- a terrible year this year and he just, you know, he, obviously he only has very limited amount of years of, of high level basketball left, even for the greatness of LeBron James. I mean, he's going to be 37 years old. You just can't expect that he's going to be gone for much longer. And um, I think there is some, you know, there, there's something to that where he's going to see where Bronny might go or maybe, you know, maybe do the return to Cleveland sort of thing after this year if there's just like a, a imagine that a with, third one yeah so it's i i don't blame him for doing that and i mean i don't yeah it, it didn't surprise me at all that it was a, a player option so let me drop this theory on you something i've been kind of thinking about for a while and uh you know he's made it he made it known a while ago that he wants to play with Bronny. Bronny right now is not necessarily a lock to be a high-end pick. He's maybe a borderline mid-late second-round pick based on his prospect ratings and his recruiting rankings. But do you... How... So my theory is if you're one of those top six, top eight teams, uh, you know, an Indiana, a Sacramento, uh, you know, a Charlotte type of a team where you're kind of... It's like you feel like you're so damn close. Do you think let's say you let's say you're you're you got the number 8 pick, but you think you're you think by adding a LeBron can you're that close. 
do you take Brawny in the top 10 knowing that that's a package deal for LeBron instead of another top 10 prospect? No. No, absolutely not. I wouldn't. I mean, like you said, I I would definitely take a second round flyer on him. Or if I'm like a, if I'm a team maybe with the last pick in the first round or like a a bottom, you know, like a pick in the late twenties, I wouldn't take a top. I mean, I just think top 10, that's a little too sweet for me. There's so much good talent there and, and, you are mortgaging, I mean, the future of your team. I mean, you're going to get, what, maybe two really good years out of LeBron if he comes at that point? Okay, let's lucky. okay. If you're, let's say you're the Knicks and you have another Ooh. top 10 pick. And it's like, Ooh. you, and, and Bronny's there at, again, maybe six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. You still have our, and this is, you know, assuming that this Donovan Mitchell trade doesn't go down, or maybe it still does go down, and you've got uh, uh, Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett, potentially Donovan Mitchell, and you've got Bronny out there available at eight, or at wherever they're picking, and you think, okay, if I take Bronny here, that means I get LeBron for these next two years. At that point, I mean, th- this is what I'm saying. Like, let's say you're one of those borderline teams. What, what's what's the line for you? I mean, if you're you're saying back into back into the second round, well, of course, adding LeBron, you're gonna be you're gonna be light years ahead of everybody. But if you're, but I'm saying, what if you're one of those fringe teams, right at you know, in within the top ten though, and you and you are the Knicks. You're one of those. Like, I'm not saying the Jazz. They're obviously trying yeah. to build towards something in like for like 2028. I mean, they're they're blowing up everything. But mm-hmm. if you're the Knicks and you're picking in the late top ten again, which they're doing now just about every year, outside of uh, two seasons ago when they were flameouts in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, at what what's the line for what's the line to say okay? It's worth it to get to get two years out of LeBron. Bronny may suck. He may just be a bench. He may just ride the pine. But I get two years of LeBron. What I I guess what is that line? Because that's effectively a package deal. That's the way that I'm looking at it. At least that's a package yeah. deal. Especially yeah, yeah, I mean, knowing that wrong. now, get, especially given that LeBron's got that opt out yeah. after the 2023 season, which is when Bronny would be yeah. eligible to be drafted and he and he has made it clear that he wants to play with Bronny. i mean that that is true and i mean i think out of all the teams to man pick like if you're in the top 15 out of all the teams that would probably be desperate enough to do that the knicks would be up there for me because the knicks don't necessarily have the the best management (laughs) um it's just like for me as a gm it would be tough for me to spend a top 15 pick. I mean, I, I guess at that point, it's almost like you're trading a pick away to get LeBron. I mean, again, that's, Bronny, the, that's the way that I'm looking at it. Yeah. So high, how high of a pick does that have to be to get two years of LeBron or how, I'd I guess how, like, how far, how low would you go? Obviously it depends I organizationally. I mean, if you're Chicago yeah. and you miss the playoffs again, or well, they made it last year, but you know, let's say they miss the playoffs. I mean, 
I would do Orla- like, I, I Orlando. Don't know if I would do probably a not. Pick. Utah probably not. But yeah. yeah, the Knicks probably would do something like that. Like maybe Cleveland would if you know because they got some really they got some young guys. I don't think Cleveland's going to be in that position though. I mean they're no they've got Darius Strickland and Evan Garland. uh or what I. Darius Garland, yeah. Who the yeah. hell is Darius Strickland? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He gets a shout-out. That, <laughs> that might yeah. be a shooting guard from, like, the 2003 Blazers, for all I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to look that up uh, in a little bit here. Uh, but, like, I mean, I, I don't think the Cavs are going to be in that position. That's that's my issue no. with Cleveland is because they're not going to be – I mean, they're not going to be a lottery pick. There's no chance with, with Evan Mobley and him being now in year two, Darius Garland – Jared Allen. There are other pieces. They got that uh, Lori Markinen, I believe, is a cat. Yep. yep. So, yep. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, you know, just thinking out loud here. But let's, yeah. um, you know, given that we just, just, just something to, to keep an eye on, I guess. I mean, yeah. we're, you know, we're, we're two drafts out from that happening. Yeah. So, uh, um, you know, I mean, I would say my answer would be, I don't think I would give up a lottery pick for him. I, I would maybe think about it like in that 15 to 20 range. Maybe so if you're already if in the playoffs. Like, yeah. Right. And you, and you, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I don't think a team that missed the playoffs would, and I don't even know if LeBron would want to come to a team like that. I mean, even if Bronny was there, I think like LeBron would clearly want to play with Bronny, but I think almost more importantly, he'd want to win another championship. So I don't know. It'd be tough. Like, like if the Kings took Bronny, LeBron's not going to go play for the Kings. Yeah, like, he'd have I, to. I have he'd hard... have to do. Uh, he'd have to have the uh, the old helicopter ride. He'd probably stay <laughs> oh, stay God. in L.A. and have the helicopter yeah. ride to yeah, and yeah, from yeah. the arena. Yeah, he'd be yeah he'd be pulling like a like a Kylie Jenner just helicopter in there. Fuck and that! Like, I I just have a hard time. Like, it would have to be the right fit. That's why if I'm like, I think the Knicks that'd be a possibility because they got some good young players and. If RJ takes another step, if Brunson continues to get better, if if they're able to keep RJ Barrett, you know, if they trade for for Mitchell, and it would have to be the right situation. But for me, even if it is the right situation, I don't know if I'm giving up a lottery pick just for like a one year maybe of LeBron, and then what if he gets injured and you just missed drafting like the next cornerstone of your franchise or, or like second third piece of like your your future championship i don't know it'd be tough darius strickland coach of the phoenix gliders track and field team uh he's also a state licensed insurance agent so darius strickland really got it going you know and apparently he plays for the cleveland cavaliers too (laughs) shout out to him man he's killing oh shoot looks oh there's another darius strickland that played for uh georgia tech so Maybe that's what you're thinking. Or about. no, it looks like he's a coach. Either way. Okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess sticking kind of with that that Knicks theme here, uh, Knicks and Jazz have reopened trade talks for uh, Donovan Mitchell going from Utah to New York. Can you give the details on that last offer and um, you know just just kind of your thoughts on what it's gonna what you think it's gonna take to uh, be able to get anything or what it's going to take for New York to be able to get Donovan Mitchell, because obviously we saw the Rudy Gobert price tag. Donovan Mitchell's going to be, I would think going to be just as steep, if not steeper, I think deserves to be steeper. Yeah. Right. Um, 
as of this morning, I believe I saw that the Jazz wanted more from the Knicks. So the Knicks apparently offered Obi Toppin, um, Evan Fournier, and it was, quote, some picks. So I'm not sure how many first-round picks they they offered. Um, Last time I saw they were looking in the range of like five to six first round picks which is insanely steep but i mean they they technically got five first round picks for rudy gobert so you would think that like in a vacuum donovan mitchell is a better player than rudy gobert but the timberwolves were desperate enough to trade that much to get him it's because they thought it would put them over the top so who knows how many picks the the knicks offered um I think it's kind of a low ball move because Fournier in top end and a few first round picks isn't enough to get it done. Yeah. I mean, Evan Fournier is a salary dump. Yeah. That's I mean, the, he has to be included basically for, for the salary to match. Right. So. How and, and Obi Toppin, I mean, if you think he's going to be, I don't know not, at, at this point, like I don't think he's ever going to be a great player. He could be no, a he's a nice, he's player. a nice dunker. Like, That's about it. Yeah. He's he's shown that he can shoot a little bit from the outside. Like he had a good finish to last year, I will say that. Um, but yeah, but but Obi as the centerpiece and and a few first round picks is is not enough. I mean, I don't know if I'm giving up like the five six first round picks that was rumored to be the Jazz's asking price for him because that seems a little steep. Um. I would maybe consider throwing RJ in there if, if it lowers the pick cost. Um, personally, I'd probably try to be getting Julius Randle out of town, get him out of there with a few first-round picks, but I don't know. I think the Jazz don't really have a lot of incentive just to trade him for nothing. It's kind of like the KD thing. like He's under contract for multiple seasons. It's not like he demanded a trade publicly. Um, I just think they're... the and, and, um, you know, Danny Ainge is a smart man. Yeah, I, I was just going to, I mean, the Knicks do have a little bit more, uh, they've got a little bit more draft capital, I think, than we're really realizing. Because they, oh, yeah, they, they did do. trade that number 11 pick this this past draft to the Thunder for three future first yep. rounders. Yep, yep. Uh, so <laughs> now what's kind of goofy about that, for is is that OKC all three of those first round picks were not their own. They were acquired from previous I mean, trades with yeah. Detroit, Denver, and the Wizards. Like, so yeah. who knows kind of how those first round picks will will end up ultimately. Pro- yeah. That Wizards pick, knowing Washington, will end up being a that'll be a high pick. Yeah. Denver's will probably be low and and Detroit. Detroit's ascending, so that may that may yeah. not be a when I a super high pick, but I believe they all have protections on them as well. I don't think they're all, they weren't, they are, they are. Yeah, it is three, three protecteds. Yeah. So, so what those protections are, I don't remember. Oh, here but. it is. Okay. Washington top 14 protected Denver, top 14 protected Detroit, okay. top 18 protected. So, so, so three, not lottery, lottery protected picks, essentially is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. kind of stinks. Um, but you know, but picks are picks. And I think if, if, if they that's what Danny crazy, wants, and, clearly, yeah, is as yeah. many as possible, and that's that's what I was getting at too. Like he he's a smart owner. I feel like he's never going to do a deal where he feels like he's getting the the short end of the stick, and and he doesn't have an incentive to trade Donovan Mitchell. He could just let him play out this season. I mean, 
he's just gonna he's gonna wait till the best deal comes in, and I don't think he's just gonna do New York a favor and just give him Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I I mean just just going back to <laughs> Danny Ainge and his trading, his history of trades. He oh, does yeah. he's not. Wizard, he's man. not going to get gypped. He tr- no. so that trade that he no. made with the again the again desperate Nets. Oh my god! Yeah. When he was so when he was the Celtics GM traded Cage old Kevin Garnett old Paul Pierce old as hell Jason Terry and yep. DJ White who's you know kind of a middle of the road guy at the time for a ton of picks and he flipped those picks and turned them into Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. The yeah. you know a uh, Jason Tatum now. being a we're... Tatum being a first team All NBA player this past yeah. season and Jalen Brown yeah. who showed that he played better in the playoffs than Tatum did honestly yeah this past yeah, this yeah. past uh, postseason so yeah Danny Ainge ain't gonna give him away we obviously and then we saw what he did with Gobert turn that into what three or four rotational players plus four first round picks unbelievable unbelievable and I mean and he got Walker Kessler who was their first round pick. So he basically got five first round picks. Oh, Walker Kessler was in the deal. Okay, so yeah, that's yeah. that's five first round picks basically, plus so, a couple of rotational he, players. You got and you got some nice pieces. I mean, Patrick Beverly is a good trade piece for them. Obviously, he's past his prime. He's not going to be in their future plans. But like a Jared Vanderbilt, um, a young young guy, yep. really really good on the defensive end. Really good. Um, his offensive game is is a question mark, but like. He could be a piece going into the future, you know, like that's they got they got some really good, good players in that in that deal. And they're, you know, ultimately and they're going to Beasley too, I believe. Um, Malik Beasley. Yeah, he was in the yeah. deal. And he's a good player. I mean, these are like that's they're perfect trade candidates, too. Like they could just flip those assets at the trade deadline into more first round picks. Yeah. I And, and the other thing, too, is that Utah is going to pretty much. They're going to be going balls to the walls to uh, to try to get this prospect out of uh, out of France. I don't have his. I don't yeah. know the Victor pronunciation Wembe. of his name, but he's basically Victor yeah. Web Wembenyama. Wembenyama is that right? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's how I've heard it pronounced. If if we're wrong, I apologize. That's for, yeah, <laughs> as close as we're Wem- probably going to get. Wembenyama, which yeah. we should be pretty good at uh, at international long names, given that okay, we've got. Yeah. Onto the Kumpo and got Mr. Alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, Victor Weminyana Weminyama, Jesus Frank, is supposed to be you know, he's supposed to be the best prospect in I mean, God knows how in long. A long time. So long time, you know, yeah. just an absolute freak has game on all levels at the yeah. hoop. He's I think I think he's close to seven feet and he's got like a seven eight wingspan, yeah. so mad length. Yeah. Little thin, but you know he's eight. Yeah. He's seventeen, eighteen years old. He's going to grow into. Yeah. He should be able to grow into a body. We saw Giannis's right. transformation from right. when he was first drafted as where he looked like a child, and now he's yeah. effectively a you know a moving um, statue. A I mean, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's built he's, like he's a, a statue. Now. Jim Brown. Yeah. Uh, and like that's. I mean, there's there's those guys are so valuable. I mean, that's why Chet Holmgren went so high too. Like Chet's kind of in that same boat where it's like a unicorn of a player, whatever you want to call him, but like a little thin, but you got to give them the benefit of the doubt that once they get to, to the professional level, they get in the weight room, they get professional level nutrition and then workout plan. Like they can develop their bodies into being uh, NBA ready. I'm pretty sure Chet Holmgren has about a foot on me at least. 
and oh, he yeah. weighs less than me, so he is. Oh yeah, he is that's, literally built like a bean pole. But yeah. uh, but same with me. Oh, he's. I mean, yeah, he's. I believe he's. He's definitely over seven foot. I think he's like seven one. Yeah, and I I certainly ain't six feet. So uh, no, I mean, but but mad uh, skills, and that's what women Yana uh, is able to bring. Yeah. He's 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 a fantastic shooter. I mean, obviously, we're gonna have to see how that translates once he gets to the big leagues. But like, a guy that tall that can shoot like that, that can handle like that, that can pass like that. I mean, it's it's pretty unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, if you look look back at KD back when he was at Texas, he looked rail thin too at the time, but he was at yeah. he was still two hundred ten pounds. So Chet is so he was a little thicker. Yeah, yeah. a little bit he's, thicker, I mean, but KD's, still looked thin. KD's still thin. Like you look yeah. at him, like you look at him and you look at his weight and you're like, I don't know that it doesn't look like it matches up, but he's just so lanky and long that it does like. And the, okay. I, I so his, yeah. KD is listed at 240 pounds. Like Giannis is listed at 242. And so no chance different. that KD actually weighs 240. Yeah. Who knows? But like, obviously he holds his own on defense. Like, you know, he does. Yeah, totally. He's, he's developed into his body. And I think like guys like Chet and Victor, like they're going to do that too. Well, I mean, hopefully, hopefully I hope so. Cause, cause Chet looked really good at at times in the summer league, like scary good, but he he did get, he did get, I believe it was, um, I forget his name for the Grizzlies that their big center. They, it was like, I think he might've been an undrafted guy. Oh, he was throwing him around, giving him the business down low. Yeah. So like, and then you think of that, like you think of like a Joel Embiid down low trying to like back him. <laughs> he's not letting down. him. Like, are you he's not me? letting him in the paint. My God, Giannis, like a, a Jokic, like no, he's gonna get, he's gonna get welcome to the NBA real fast. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I want to stick with the KD, uh, the KD talk, and uh, so, so there's there's new rumors out today. Uh, we are here live on a Monday that. Uh, you know the the Nets are kind of reengaging in trade talks, and now we're bringing the Grizzlies into the mix. Uh, potentially, the uh, what'd you say? The Pelicans were reached out, or the Pelicans did reach out to yep. Brooklyn. Uh, yep. Can you can you kind of give it a little bit of a dive into uh, into the Pelicans thing, and then any any thoughts on the Grizzlies? Yeah. So as far as the Pelicans goes, I from what I heard, um, they have they have inquired about a trade for him, but they were unwilling to include. Brandon Ingram in the deal. So I think like, obviously from a Nets perspective, like this is a team that doesn't want to just take, they, they've, they've said this with Kyrie Irving and I'm assuming the same goes for Kevin Durant. Like they want draft compensation, but they also want win down players. They don't want to get just draft compensation and a bunch of scrubs. Like this Brooklyn's a team, as we alluded to earlier with the Danny Ainge trade, like they went through such a grueling rebuild and it was just awful. I mean, before they got Kevin Durant and Kyrie, they had the one, like a magical season for them with D'Angelo Russell and those boys where they went on like a we playoff. Boys. Run and that was like, that was like the best thing that had happened to them in the last 10 years. Like it's pretty unbelievable, like how they've clawed their way back to being a respectable title contender, you know, the last few years, but so th- this is not a team and a fan base that is eager to just take draft compensation and just go back to being like tanking and being a horrible team. Like I, I understand. So 
with with the Pelicans, like if Brandon Ingram's not going to be in the deal, Zion's not going to be in the deal, hundred percent. Like, correct. What are you getting? What are you getting? Are you getting like Herb Jones, who is a guy that I really like, you know, but he's not he's not a star player. He's he's a great role player. Um, what are you going to get? CJ McCollum, like he he's not a guy you want to build around. So it's it's going to be tough for if if Brandon Ingram is not in any talks, then I think the Pelicans are just. Out. Like I think, don't think they have any chance. Would you make a deal with Brandon Ingram in it? I mean, if you could, if you, I, I, I see. If I'm, if Ooh. I'm, if I'm the Pelicans, what I hope Brandon Ingram eventually turns into is KD. Is that like, was kind of that was kind of his yeah. prototype yeah. coming out of Duke. Was mm-hmm. you know the hope is. He can turn into a KD. I'm. Pr- it's clear yeah. at this point. I mean, KD by year two was it was was past yeah. where Brandon Ingram is now. So I don't think yeah. so. That trajectory is off base. But Bi still was an All Star last year. Yeah, uh, but, I, I love the strides that he's made over the last couple of years. And it's it's been amazing since he got out of LA. The the yeah. just just mm-hmm. meteoric improvement that he's made. Yeah. But. Oh my God! How tempting is it to be able to run out there, McCollum, KD, Zion, uh, Jonas Valanciunas is out there too. Herb Jones potentially. I mean, you may have to throw Herb Jones into the deal, but you know, I mean, they've they've got they've also got Jackson Hayes coming off the bench, who I I mean, really nice, especially defensively. Good good athletic piece. They got him in uh in that uh. Some three-way deal, I think, with the. There were, oh no, that's on draft night. No, wasn't they it? did was, get him. In, they did get. The, they did draft Jackson Hayes. That was part of the AD trade. I think that's that was what it was. Okay, yep, because yeah. that was a three-way deal. I mean, Larry um, Nance is is fine. Jose Alvarado eh. is Grand Theft Alvarado. Grand Theft Alvarado. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I love that man. Like it's, I don't know. They they do have some interesting pieces. Like, would I do it? Probably. I do really like Brandon Ingram and this is all if you do that trade you got to hope that Zion's the guy because if Zion gets hurt again or turns out to be not what they thought like that's it's going to be just a complete bust of a team so yeah no you're right on that they make that trade Zion's got to be the guy I really think the league is as open as it's ever been I mean it's not like LeBron owns the east like he did for nearly a full decade I it's There's no, I mean, the Warriors. Yeah, they are coming off obviously their, their title, but limited. Though. How long are they going to be able to keep this going? Right. I mean, are can they? Are they right. really going to repeat? Let's be honest. I mean, Draymond's it's, out it's there already tough. talking about how he wants a max extension. So who knows what? And he's his whole his mind is in a whole other world now. It's it's less focused mm. on the court and it's way more focused on his new podcast. Which right. good for him. Draymond he was Green he's show. getting good. He's getting good viewership, but. Dude, he was, I mean, it was after every finals game. It's like he, I don't even know if he stopped at the locker room. It's like he went straight from, you know, the court to his mic. So yeah, like to the media, you yeah. know, who, who, who knows where his head's at? Clay isn't the same. Wiggins had an, you know, he had a career year, but is he and, really going to be, you know, is he going to be able to play the same way? Jordan Poole, right. right. he's going to, they got a lot of guys to pay. I don't think they're going to be able to pay all of them. I mean, I think you're going to really have to, if Draymond wants a mask, Max, I'm sorry, you got to move the fuck off of him. I wouldn't give him. Let anybody else give him that max that he wants because no guaranteed nobody else is giving him that kind of cash. 
I think he's he's definitely and and again I love Draymond like at least is what he brings on the court. Maybe off the court you can say what you want about him, but I think on the court he brings a level of of defensive toughness and IQ and and his passing is is super underrated. I think he is such a good passer and he I mean I think there were times where Kerr's played him at the point guard like especially when Steph has been yeah been oh hurt. yeah um, but he's a guy that his box score that definitely doesn't tell you the whole story of what he does out there. But that being said, he's not worth a max contract. Not a chance. And and especially with everybody else that's going to have to get paid. Like, if you're going to want to keep Steph happy, you're probably going to have to keep one of Draymond or Clay around. That's just kind of what it's going to come down to. I'd probably rather have Clay because I don't think Clay is going to demand a max with kind of how his level of play once he came back wasn't up to par. Um, so you, and I would, I would definitely prioritize pool. I think pool is like an ascending star. He's going to be one of the better scoring Great score. guards in this league. Wiggins was really good, but like, is he worth a max or maybe do you want to do a sign and trade with wigs? Like they got some moves to be made. I think one that I would feel confident in is not giving Draymond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. But so, so I guess that, you know, that brings me just back to my original point is it feels like the league is pretty wide open given that you don't have, yeah. it's not the Warriors and Le- versus LeBron for right. that for four year stretch. Years. Yeah. It, there's no, you know, it's not Harden and the Rockets where they were, yeah. they kept making the Western Conference finals and falling just short. I mean, we thought it was going to be the Suns. We thought it was going to be the Suns, but yeah, now, thought, I, but now, I mean, Chris Paul again flames out in the playoffs. Yep. DeAndre Ayton got that money, but that takes money away from somebody else. Plus, Right. He knows that Phoenix didn't want to give him the max. I'm pretty sure ownership yeah. said that they I mean, weren't planning on giving him the max and they just had to match Indiana's That's why he offer. signed with Indiana. That's why he signed with Indiana. I mean, I think like that showed me that that they were just telling him, "Hey, go find a deal and we'll match it because we don't want to pay you the full max that they could have paid him." And like, then he ended up getting that max. <laughs> you know, they yeah. did end up matching, but still that's so like I, that Phoenix thing is going to be weird. Can Devin Booker really fully carry a team? We'll wait and see, but they gave him a super max oh. on the, on, in the East, on the Eastern side, the nets, obviously a mess Celtics. I think they're here to stay, but yeah, that's, but they're, you they're know, young. I mean, yeah. And, and, but you're going to run into that every year where there's going to obviously be good teams as, along with Milwaukee, but I think it's open enough where if I'm the Pelicans, I'm comfortable running out there, planning on running out there starting or four of your starting five, at least being McCollum, KD, Zion, Valanciunas. That's badass. And I think that's that may be yeah. enough to for them to make a, a conference title run. Uh, right. Going back over to, though, one of kind of what's been reported as the front runner in this entire Kevin Durant piece is is Boston. Yeah. Unfortunately. It seems like Jalen Brown's going to have to be included in that deal for it to get done. Um, I, I, I know that the, I think the Nets asked for Jason Tatum when they were in discussion. Obviously that's not, not going to happen. Right. There's the, mm-hmm. Tatum is at this point, a better player than KD. So that would be a, yeah. a, a Stu- that would just be a stupid move. Healthier player, less experienced, yeah. but ultimately first team All NBA. That says mm-hmm. that says everything you need to know. What is it? What were you? What would you say 
it would take if you are the Celtics to get KD. You're already going to say, okay, Jalen Brown has to be in there. What Mm -hmm. more are you giving up? Or are you saying you're going to say straight up deal? Um, I mean, I mean, Marcus Smart. Are you going to throw in a Marcus Smart? I wouldn't. I think he's he's so important to what they do. I think he's he's definitely like the heart and soul of that team. Tatum and Brown are the best players, but I think Smart is. I mean, whatever you want to call it, a glue guy. I mean, he's definitely the guy that kind of holds it together. He's like he's like what Draymond's been to the Warriors. I mean, he's just that guy that goes out there and he's he takes all the the negative attention. People don't like him, but he gets the job done. So I wouldn't include Smart. Um, if I'm the Nets, like I look at it and say, what team is going to give me a better player to win now than Jalen Brown? And it's been reported that Jalen Brown, like they're willing to include him in the trade. So at a certain point, I might have to just settle. And that sounds weird saying settle for Jalen Brown because he's a great player, but you might have to just settle for Brown and some draft compensation rather than trying to be greedy and get more because what other team is going to give you a player that's better than Jalen Brown? I mean, you could say Brandon Ingram is better than Jalen Brown. I don't know. It's, that's kind of a toss up, maybe better offensively, but I'm going to, I'm going to take Jalen Brown over Brandon Ingram. You know, what's the, what's the phrase? Uh, Seven days of the week and twice on Sunday or whatever that stupid (laughs) phrase is. So like, and, and but then BI's you know off the table, so it's just kind of like, and and I know they've talked to the Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies um, have reportedly said no Jared Jackson Jr., no wow. Desmond Bain in the deal, obviously no John Morant in the deal. So I think the Grizzlies are like, what are you going to get from them? Are you going to get like Brandon Clark? And, uh, yeah. And See, that's like, this is the, this is the thing is that know. so there's this report that came out that nine teams inquired. Yep. But nobody seems to be willing to give up anything. You got to give up something right. if you're getting KD. I mean, it's Kevin Durant. I mean, it's Kevin Durant. Like, if if I'm the Celtics with Malcolm Brogdon now on the squad, I think I've got a little bit more flexibility in terms of being able to move off Marcus Smart. I would obviously love to have Brogdon there as kind of a sixth man rather than yeah. a starter, but. It's KD, man. I mean, you're getting that yeah. instant upgrade right away with Jalen Brown. You can plug Malcolm yeah. Brogdon in. They also got Gallinari, so he can fill in kind of the scoring mm-hmm. piece off the I bench. I would try to. I would definitely try to include like a Derek White instead of a Marcus Smart, because I think Derek White is still a quality young player. I mean, he's never. Yeah, but I don't. Be a what star. is what is that? What is he going to ascend but, to? That's the thing. Is like I, right. I mean, he may have peaked this past off or this past postseason, right. where frisky right, defender which, and uh, and was knocking down huge shots. But he, Derek White he was, was not big a big shots, you know. But Derek White isn't thought of as yeah, this guy is a must, you know. No, have no. on every single team kind of a guy. So no, I don't know. You got to be willing to give up something to get. And right, if but you I want KD, you got to give. Packaging that with a Jalen Brown, though, I think that's like that's where I'm like, if I can get away with doing a Jalen Brown, but I don't think and, you're going to be able to get away with that based on what the gonna, Nets are asking for. You're going to have to put in some more draft compensation too, and yeah, that, I mean that's tough. 
that's that's tough. Yeah, Grizzlies, if they're not going to include Bane or Jaron Jackson, take I, them out of the off mix. off the table. I saw yeah, the Heat Pelicans inquired, but they probably... I mean, what are the Heat going to give up if they're not going like, to get rid of Jimmy? If they're not going to give up Bam. Bam. Not, which they, they can't hero. give up Bam because of that stupid NBA oh, rule with yeah. can't have two rookie max extensions on the same roster. True. Don't and understand like, hero, that. Hero by himself isn't getting that done. Like, it's... Uh, I don't know. So, and I, I mean, I think Hero needs to be extended too. So that might complicate things with whether he can be traded there or not too. I don't know. The KD thing is just is just strange. He's a strange it's, cat in his need, own right. They, given that you know he said he he his he said his first option would be go to the Heat, but they have to. But they would have. But he would only wait. go to the Heat if they hang on to Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry, and I think it's somebody else. Like, well, it's, what that? What, they're not going to trade you for for three rotational players, and the Heat don't really have. They're never going to have good draft picks as long as no, this roster is no. intact. You know, late twenties. So he's KD's like, been just completely off base within his for his own value. You'd think that he'd yeah. you'd think that he would want to yeah. demand the world to show that he's that valuable. But he, I don't know his well, his ego. Just, I don't know his he's just way he just seems way the frick off track. That's just like it's such a slap in the face of the management too because they have done nothing but give him what he wants. I mean they they got Kyrie. They've dealt with Kyrie being Kyrie for Kevin Durant. They traded for James Harden. They traded like a what shit little ton, draft way compensation too much. that they have. And they don't have any other picks because of that. And then James Harden wanted out. You get nothing basically in return for James Harden. I mean, Ben really, Simmons, really Seth, Seth Curry, uh, fine, I, but not nearly what you traded away I don't know to get if, Harden. Yeah, no. And Ben Simmons is like, I don't even think, I don't know. I don't even know what, that's a whole nother conversation that we could have is what's going on with Ben Simmons. And having those two on the same team is just crazy to me. Ben Simmons and Kevin all Durant, three but, uh, of those guys with oh, Kyrie yeah, and, too, and Kyrie. <laughs> like, like and, and Steve Nash, who we don't know who what he can handle Nash, as a coach. Steve Nash, he had never coached before, and and Kevin Durant wanted Steve Nash, and then they said, okay, we'll sign Steve Nash, and now he's like giving an ultimatum of you need to pick Steve Nash and and the general manager or me, and it's like what like what is going through his mind. It's not like he's won them multiple championships and he's like, see like if this, if this was something. a Kobe situation. So back yeah. in the mid two thousands, when Kobe was upset at Laker management, mm-hmm. that made more, sense. he had already won them three titles after that happened. And the, you know, that was when they were still making Western conference finals trips and smush Parker right. was his freaking point guard. Right. Like so, that's so of course, Kobe does Kobe deserves to be, pissed off at that point kd has right. done nothing for this for this nets franchise and it's just what, a, it, it, it's, a, it's a second round exit i yeah. mean that's all he's given them is a second round exit that's he got crazy. they got swept by boston yeah, this year in the first yeah. round are you kidding me not acceptable yeah. so it's like I, I don't know i don't know what's going on through with with his situation that's why i'm like i don't fault the nets for just being like hey we're we're not going to trade you unless we get an offer that blows us away he's under contract for multiple seasons same thing with with donovan mitchell i mean obviously it's a different situation but like there's no incentive it's not like he's a free agent next year and they're like we have to get something for him now like yeah he's unhappy deal with it you're still on the team i mean we're not just they're not just going to give him away for nothing and let's not forget that uh the Nets signed kd to that max deal off yep. of an Achilles injury, and they paid yep. him that full season 
while he was rehabbing the full 46 million or whatever it was in his salary. So I don't know. Katie's Katie's just, just kind of screwing the nets here. And they've done, like you said, everything to cater towards his needs, his wants. And he's just been, he's just screwing. He's just just screwing them really. Yeah. But uh, um, hey, this good good first episode here. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter at Dead Arm Sports on Facebook. Search Dead Arm Sports on YouTube. Again, we uh, we are live right now. We're always here to uh, you know the chat box is wide open for any questions or uh, topics you guys want us to hit us want to hit us up with. Uh, also, make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Pods. I guess that about wraps up episode one. And about does it, yeah. We will see you in the promised land.